SEC Championship, Big 12 Championship, Georgia versus Bama, Texas versus Oklahoma State. Who should you be paying attention to when these games are live? We will tell you about them next, coming up on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. You are Locked On NFL Draft, your daily podcast covering the NFL Draft. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Locked On family? Welcome back to the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, your daily podcast covering your favorite draft prospects. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you so much for making Locked On NFL Draft your first listen today and every day. Shout out for being our everydayers. I'm your boy, Damian Parson, always on the ones and twos. You can find and follow me on X at DP underscore NFL. I'm a national scout and senior draft analyst, but I got to kick this intro over to my guy, Mr. LSU, 2019 national champion with the LSU Bengal Tigers, Keith Sanchez. You can find and follow him on X at The Talent Code. Keep talking to him, baby. What's up, Locked On family? This is Keith Sanchez. Yes, the other side of this dynamic duo that we like to call Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, man, and a 2019 national champ with those LSU Tigers. And DP, we talking championships, right? We have conference championships. There's a whole lot of champ talk going on on this podcast today. DP, we're going to start off, man. We're going to talk about this Bama versus Georgia matchup, SEC matchup. We've gotten this matchup, what, three of the last four years in the SEC championship. We're going to tell you what prospects to look out for because they're going to shift the dynamic of who's going to win this game. Then we're going to Big 12 country. We got Texas. We got Quinn Ewers. We have Oklahoma State going at it for the Big 12 championship. Like I said, there's a lot of championship level content going on on this podcast. But DP, before we get started, man, why don't you hit him with our title sponsor? This episode is brought to you by Prize Picks, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use the code all lowercase locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Keith, Bama, Georgia, SEC championship game. Let's start with the offensive side of the ball. What offensive prospects do the fans need to keep their eyes on during this contest? I'm gonna start with the I'm gonna start with George DP and I'm I'm gonna go with straight to their quarterback, right? Carson Beck. And I wanna tell people that when I watch this Georgia team, this is a team that they don't win how they used to win, right? Where it was like dominant defense, and then we're gonna run the run the ball and a couple play action shots, right? This is a team that they have weapons, right? They can they can sling the rock some. Carson Beck is a more talented quarterback than what Stetson Bennett was. But I also still look at this team. You know what I compare it to a lot, DP? almost like the San Francisco 49ers, right, of the NFL, because they have non-traditional playmakers, right? Lad McConkey kind of flies under the radar, but he's a do-it-all type of guy. That's kind of like your Debo Samuel-ish type play, right? And then obviously you're going to draw the comparison of Brock Bowers and George Kittle, right, where to where they can run an entire offense through a tight end because he's a playmaker. And then when you look at the running backs, they don't have Christian McCaffrey right back there, but they have a stable of running backs that honestly they've getting better and better throughout the entire year. So I want to start with Georgia. It's, it's those guys, right? It's Carson Beck. It's, it's I forgot to mention, Amarius Mims, the offensive tackle, right? It's Cedric Van Pran at, at the center position. Um, Then you get into the skill position with Lad McConkey, uh, who's, who's a baller, and then you get into Brock Bowers also. So the Georgia side, that's the prospects. I think if, if Georgia's going to win this game, Game, and they've had a, a ton of close games. If they're going to win this game, it's going to be because they those guys play well. Yeah, I, I like the the Carson Beck name, Paul Keith, because of the fact that now they have an offense that can go 
into a shootout and, and that they feel that they're comfortable to win where it wasn't like that with Stetson Bennett. Stetson Bennett was better playing with the lead. And when I look at the, the offensive side of the ball, like you said, Amarius Mims. Amarius Mims is going to be huge for this offense, right? Him, Logan Trust, like the, Cedric Van Pran, uh, Rutledge. Like their offensive line is top tier in terms of NFL prospects. And Mims is going to have one of the, this is going to be kind of a statement game for him, a resume game going against this pass rush for Alabama that we're going to get to in the second. But yeah, I think. Also, like, like you talked about with Lad McConkey, he's going to be big, man, because they're going to you expect Bama to try and take away uh, Brock Bowers. And Lad McConkey is fast. He can run routes. He can play inside. He can play outside. He can motion. He can do a lot of different things for an NFL, for an offense. And NFL teams got to keep their eyes on him. But DP, who you have with, with Al- the Alabama side, right? We talk about offensive scale weapons. We've seen the emergence of Jalen Milrow um, as a thrower, but also as a game-changing running quarterback also. And you know they have Jermaine Burton, right? We've seen, uh, was it uh, Isaiah Bond, right, made the game-winning mm-hmm. touchdown against Auburn. We're not sure if they have the tight end yet, right? And I think this receiver core is still emerging. And then you look into the running backs, and you look at the running backfield, right? They're Jason McClellan, they're running Rodell Williams, from time to time. So when you look at this Alabama offense, DP, who sticks out to you as far as offensive skill players, or even if you want to just point straight to the offensive line, I feel like it's it's up to them to win this game. Man, I think the the ability to run the ball without Jalen Miro is going to be big, Keith. And I'm keeping my eyes on Jace McClellan, the running back, man. He's he's the leading rusher right now, 800 yards in the, on the season, almost five yards per carry, six rushing touchdowns. Uh, of course, Jalen Milrow will be factored into that. But this young man can play ball, and I'm happy to see him having a good season because he was, you know, a, a very talented kid coming out of high school, right? So now you look at him, and then that goes back to the to, you talking about play action, RPO game, QB uh, zone read, then you get the deep shots off of it. And Jermaine Burton, a guy that, not, like, talk about having a, a bounce back year, having a year we expected. Jermaine Burton showcases the speed, the athleticism, the high point ability. And he's only listed at, like, what, six foot? So he might be 5'11. You know how you can't really trust college <laughs> measurements. He might be 5'11, but you see him go up and attack the ball like he's a big wide receiver. The phrase that we use, Keith, the scouts, he plays bigger. He plays big, and that's what I love about him. So I think in this matchup against this secondary, which is talented for the Georgia Bulldogs, you're going to have to get Jermaine Burton going. Uh, and, but, of course, you got to go to the offensive line as well, Keith. And J.C. Latham, we, talk, we talked about Marius Mims. J.C. Latham, man, an absolute stud. Talking about patient footwork, calculated movement as a as a pass protector, strong, heavy-handed puncher can can literally latch his hands into a guy, stonewall and stop momentum. He's one of my favorite tackle prospects in a loaded tackle class, right? He's a true right tackle, and teams that need that in this draft, especially in the first round, they got to keep their eyes on this matchup because again, Michael Walker, all those guys in the Georgia defense defensive defensive line. He is going to be tested, but, man, he's an absolute stud, Keith. Well, yeah, DP, and I want to just mention one guy real quick, Kendrick Law. He's the kind of, you know, for Alabama, he's the versatile kind of do-it-all, jet sweep, handoffs. He he does everything, right? He's one of those guys that had thick lower half. But real quick, DP, before we transition, man, listen, you already said, you mentioned Georgia defense, right? You mentioned Michael Williams. I'm going to throw in Nazir Stackhouse. I'm going to throw in uh, Small Mondine, Kamari Lasseter at cornerback, Javon Bullard at safety, uh, Malachi Starks, right, at the other safety position. Real quick, DP, for the Georgia defense, who needs to stand out for you as far as um, making plays for this Georgia defense? I think it's Small Mondon. Small Mondon and, and, and Javon Bullard. And the reason why 
Javon Bullard, you know, being he can play that that high safety. He can walk down into the box and kind of play some nickel as well. Good coverage defender, good ball skills, and ability to track and cover ground. But Small Madon, I think he is going to be big on this for this game because somebody's gonna to have to spot Jalen Milrow. You're not going, you're not gonna play man to man and leave Milrow to, to be able to hurt you with his legs, play after play after play. So being able to to spy him without sacrificing much, right? Like without doing what Auburn did, two rushers and one spot. Like you can't do that, right? So I think they're going to need Small Mundon to be the athletic guy that he is in the middle of that defense to try and spy, could keep Jalen Miller in the pocket, right? And try to force him to just win only with his arm and not with his legs. Yeah, and then, okay, let's wrap this up with the Alabama defense, right? And, and I'm going to name off – and I'm going to talk about this secondary because we know the front with Chris Broswell, Dallas Turner, right, Tim Keene, and Justin Ebordi, Jaheim Otis. It's it's copy and paste for the Alabama front. But DV, yeah. DP, the, the, the secondary is the part that we've had to see mature from this team. And that's – I'm going to start with cornerback Terrion Arnold, then true freshman safety Caleb Downs, right? Then you had Jalen Key. Then you have Kool-Aid McKinstry at the other corner position, and then Malachi Moore. DP, out of those three players, who's the player that needs to show up the most for Alabama to win this game? I'm not going with the obvious name here, Keith. I'm going with Malachi Moore. Malachi Moore has to show up. He has to show up because we, we know what to expect from Terry Arno. He's taking a jump this year. He's worked with OD3, Oliver Davis third, one of the best cornerback coaches on – in, in the business, on the market, right? He was with some of the best DBs. He worked with him this summer. He, you can see it paying off, right? Kool-Aid McKinstry, stud, right? We know what to expect from him. Caleb Downs is a young baller himself, okay? But Malachi Moore is the guy that they got to – he has to play well because I expect Georgia's offensive coordinator to try isolate him, especially with Brock Bowers, right? Not just Brock Bowers, but also with Lad McConkey, right? So you got to – he's got to play well. If he plays well, and the rest of the guys like work as business as usual, right? They operate and do their thing. I think this Alabama defense has a great shot of slowing down this uh, high-powered Georgia offense. Yeah, I agree. And listen, we, we, I expect Georgia to do the same thing that LSU did, right? Take their best wide receiver and put them at slot. That's what LSU mm-hmm. did with Malik Neighbors. I expect Georgia to do the same thing with Lad McConkey, get him on Malachi Moore, and he's going to have to make a play. Then we also know that Brock Bowers, he's kind of in that, the, the middle of the field, right? He operates in the middle of the field. So Malachi Moore has a tall task, right? He, he has to step up, make some plays. If this Bama defense wants to play well and stop this Georgia offense from getting humming and getting going, but DP, I say this championship content the entire draft, this entire podcast, right? So we're on to the Big 12, man. We got a Texas versus Oklahoma State matchup that we're about to break down. Stay tuned. Today's episode of Locked on NFL Draft has been brought to you by Prize Picks. They are the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. It's just you against the numbers. Guys, with basketball season here, you can now pick combo projections across football and basketball from the specials league a league created specifically for combo projections that includes two or more players from different sports and or leagues for example kevin durant george kittle at a 10 and a half point combo of three pointers made and receptions do you want to play alongside some of price picks favorite players like rapper meek mill or comedian andrew schultz you can now find community plays under the promos tab of the app to view entries from some of the biggest names in the prospect community each and every week. This week on Prospects, I am taking Patrick Mahomes versus the Green Bay Packers for a slightly less than 271 and a half passing yards. So guys, all you need to do 
Let's go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use the code locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Big 12, Texas versus Oklahoma, dot, 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 state. Because uh, everybody expected Oklahoma to be here. Quinn Ewers, got to start there, Keith. You know what I mean? On the offensive side of the ball. Now, there's rumors that he may go back to Texas for one more year, okay? Because he's battled injuries the past two years and it's kind of taken some time off the field from him. This is a pure pure passer, right? Accurate timing. Uh, you know, he can hit all three levels of the defense. Ball placement is good, right? He throws a beautiful ball, catchable ball. The main thing for me is like, all right, can you exploit this defense? Can You don't have Jonathan Brooks now, right? So you don't have your top-tier runner, but they have a stable of backs that I think with the guys that they have, anybody can break for 100 yards if you're not careful. Right. The thing is, what's up with Xavier Worthy? Because he I think he got hurt in their last game. Um, and he I saw him walk off the field, go into the locker room. He looked like he was in a lot of pain. I'm not sure if you know what's going on with that. Yeah, I didn't do the you know, apologies. I didn't do my pre-show research on that. I didn't have a chance. But if 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 Xavier Worthy's not there, can he dominate? Can Quinn Ewers dominate this game and score enough points by getting the ball back to Jatavian Sanders, but also uh high volume targets? for Adonai Mitchell. Yeah, that, that's what I was going to go with, the two players that I'm looking at, because we know Xavier Worthy can offer a team right now, and I, I do expect him to play, but when you talk about A.D. Mitchell, right, 6'3", 6'4", 200 pounds, um, has, has showed consistently, man, to just be a, a playmaker, right, route runner, be able to get open, push vertical, work underneath. He can do multiple things, but then also a key player for me, DP, and you know we talked about this months ago, Jatavian Sanders, right? I, I don't think he gets enough credit um, and just do for the flex tight end that he is. And he's a guy that I, I, I expect this draft stock to elevate as we go through this process. And you're talking about draft stock elevating. It starts with situations like this, right? Big 12 championship game. Everybody looking at you. All eyes are watching your game, right? So I'm, I'm expecting Jatavian Sanders, but I do agree with you, DP, because Quinn Ewers, and we're talking about a, a case study, right? And, and what he is, you expect him to win this game. But have we got a dominant performance? Like his last dominant performance was week two against Bama, right? Obviously, we know he was hurt. And then the rest of it has just kind of been, oh, that's cool, right? I think that's, that's what yeah. you say when you watch. You're like, oh, that's cool. But you, you want to see a high-level performance from Quinn Ewers because you never know, right? Like the, the ties can shift just that, that much. I'm, I'm more than sure him or his camp thinking about coming back because he has yet to play a complete season and maybe his draft stock has – sunken a little bit or falling a little bit because of that but if you play well in a big 12 championship game get texas to the college football playoff and go on a run then guess what you might as well come out right i don't think it's going to rise any higher than that but dp i want to go to this oklahoma state team listen we're not going to skip over oklahoma state we're going to talk about oklahoma yeah. state a little bit i know there's a running back dp that you want to highlight as a key player um in this game of course ollie gordon the second man you know, listed at six foot one, 211, 215 pounds. This young man on the season, 245 carries, 15, uh, 1,580 yards rushing, 20 rushing touchdowns. He's forced 59 missed tackles. This is a big physical guy. And for this offense, right? He's they 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 are zone, they are they are, are scheme versatile. They run zone and gap. He has over 200 snaps rushing the gap. You're talking about being a power run team down the hill, and he can do that, right? So for me, he's going to be a big part. Now, guys, when I'm highlighting him, understand he's not eligible. <laughs> he's not eligible for the 2024 draft. He's next year. But you talk about an impact player. But, Keith, I also want to go 
real quick to the to the to the uh, receiving room, and, and it's a small guy. He's about five eight, hundred like you know seventy five eighty pounds. Brendan Presley, he's their leading receiver, their slot guy, quick twitch, good route runner, knows how to get open, find soft spots in the zone. He knows how to make himself available and make plays after the catch as well. They're going to need because their they're, they're passing offense is okay. It's not great. And, and, and if with the we, we're going to get into Texas's defensive line in a little bit, and when we start rattling off those names, if you, those names ball out the way we expect and Ollie Gordon has been neutralized, your passing attack is going to have to make plays, and, and Brendan Presley is going to be a big part of that. But also, Keith, one other name offensively for me for OK State is going to be their uh, their center, Joe Mikowski. And for me, you know, six foot four, three hundred and three pound guy. And like I said, with with Devondre Sweat, we're going to talk about in a minute. All those big boys on that defensive line for 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 Texas, like Mike is going to have, he's going Joe Joe Mikowski is going to have to make his, his make his name known, right? Move guys off the ball, double team, climb to the second level, pick off these linebackers, create running lanes. Because if he's snapping the ball and getting driven back, nothing for this offense is going to be able to work. Yeah, DP, listen, you keep hinting at it. You know what? We're just going to go ahead and do it, right? Talk about this Texas defense and his defensive line. We're talking about big Tavondre Sweat, interior defensive lineman that with 6'3", 6'4", 350 pounds, right? Big boy. That's that's a, that's a lot. You got, you got to move, right? And you're talking about double teams, you're talking about this inside zone run for Oklahoma State. Then I want to go to a guy that's flying under the radar, but I just finished my final evaluation on him, and that's interior defensive lineman Byron Murphy, polar opposite, right? He's 6'1", 290, right? But he's still, he's just as disruptive, right? Then you go to Alfred Collins, right? And you continue to look at this uh, this Texas defensive line. They have, what well, is Texas defense, period, right? You look at Alfred Collins, Ethan Burke. Um, then you go to Baron Sorrell, right? A guy that, that was a hot name coming into the season. Then you look at these linebackers, right? They have freshman Anthony Hill, Jalen Ford. And then I continue to look at Jaron Thompson, who's emerged as a playmaker. Then also Ryan Watts, who's a senior transfer, who I believe was at um, Ohio State for a minute. So they, they have a lot of players on this defense uh, for Texas, DP, what, what, where you, where do you exactly want to pinpoint as a key to win this game for Texas, especially defensively? I want to start with Devondre Sweat and then move to Byron Murphy because Devondre Sweat, when he is on those rundowns, right? And if you you stuff the run, you make it third and nine, third and ten, they don't get they get minimal yards on first and second down. Then that goes to your point about Byron Murphy. Now you allow the six foot one, two hundred ninety ninety five pound. Like it's you know, quick twitch, strong uh pass rusher to get uh, into the into the face of the quarterback, right? Rush up the field and create pressure. Him and Barrow, uh Baron as well. Like th- this defensive line, like their their success is gonna start with Tavondre Sweat and those guys stopping that run game and forcing them to force the OK State to pass the ball, which is they're not great at. Right, they're not great at. That's why I was hoping for Oklahoma, but I'm, you know, <laughs> nonetheless. So, like, that's where for me, like, when I look at the defense, it's gonna start with Tavondre Sweat, especially in those early downs, and it's gonna finish with Byron Murphy and that, and then the rest of those like athletic rushers getting after the quarterback. No, I, I agree with you 100% on that. I, 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 I think Byron Murphy, especially with Oklahoma State and this, this passing attack, right, and, and how they want to play football, this is his type of game, right? Like, man, go get the quarterback. If they're going to drop back 50 times a game, guess what? You go get them 50 times a game, and that's just how we have to play. But this Resume be exciting, game man. I mean, uploading, I'm, man. Resume yeah, game uploading. 
I'm excited to see cornerback Watts also. I believe he's like a six-two corner. You know, you never we we see how these cover three corners emerge, right? And they show that they can cover, make plays on the football. Their stock elevates tremendously, mm -hmm. right? And we know how many teams in the NFL runs cover three. But man, that's the playmakers, right? When we talk about Texas versus Oklahoma State, it's going to come down to those key players. So make sure y'all stay tuned and tap in for that. But speaking of staying tuned and staying tapped in. The game picks are coming. Now we get to go and decide who's going to win this game. And like yesterday, DP, we got an interesting twist that we're going to add to the game picks. Whenever the game clock stops, guys, that's time to order in with DoorDash. After I've eaten all my watch party favorites, I'm talking pizza, wings, soda, burgers, whatever, chips, dip, whatever I have to watch the games on Sunday, especially big games, Saturdays and Sundays. What's next after that big plate? Dessert. And if you got a sweet tooth like me, you're going to love this option. Guys, I live in the Greenville, South Carolina, count, Greenville County area of South Carolina. And one of my favorite dessert spots is the Cheesecake Factory. Me and my family love it. They have an assortment of different flavors and varieties that uh, should tickle anyone's fancy, right? You should you should be able to tap into whatever uh, you like because they will have it, okay? So what you can do, you can order and have it dropped off right at your front door. Get 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $15 or more on your first order when you download the DoorDash app and enter the code LOCKED23. Let me go. Let me repeat that one more time. Get 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $15 or more on your first order when you download the DoorDash app and use the code LOCK23. As December gets closer, the weather gets colder. The NFL offers stays running hot on FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Guys, right now, new customers can get $150 back in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. Let me say it again. Right now, new customers can get $150 back in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 bucks if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, first things first, guys. Let's stop thinking, okay? Let's put some action. And let's get to it, right? Go ahead and join today, right now, while you're talking to me. But there's also, there's no better time or place to get in on the action. The app is super easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options that include spreads, player props, over-unders, and so much more. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season because FanDuel is the official partner of the NFL. Like yesterday's pod, Keith, we close it out. You did a tale of the tape. Between the two, the, between all the, between the teams, right now we got four teams. We got two games. Let's hit the tail of the tape and let's pick these games. There we go, DP. Real quick, let's go through this, man. We we we're gonna start with the Alabama versus Georgia matchup, the SEC championship. Simple as put. Are you taking Carson Beck at quarterback, or are you taking Jalen Milrow? Who's winning that battle? This is tough, but I'm gonna go. I like both of these guys a lot. I'm gonna go Jalen Milrow, Keith, because I know. Grant Carson Beck is, uh, you know, somewhat athletic. He can make some plays with his legs, but I know that that Jalen Milrow is an absolute like problem. You know what I mean? He can throw the ball and he's a dominant runner. So give me Jalen Milrow in this situation. Yeah, I, I'm gonna give Jalen a slight edge just because of the running ability. I think he can run for 150 yards if he wants to, but that's no slight to Carson Beck, right? No, because no. Carson Beck can go in there and sling it. I think he has the potential to sling it for 330 if he wants to. Like, if he can go in there and make some plays, he can sling it for 330. So I'm going to give Jalen the slight edge in this situation just because if it comes down to having to run and make plays and extend plays, he can do that. But that is no slight to Carson Beck. 
in that situation. DP is trying to talk about that backfield, right? You have you have Georgia with the emergence of Kendall Milton, right? Then you have Dawan Edwards, Cash Jones, right? But this has been the Kendall Milton show. And then you have Alabama, right? When we talk about Jace McClellan, Roy Dale Williams. So which backfield are you taking? I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Georgia. I'm gonna go with Georgia right now. Um the way Kendall Milton's running, the way uh Deshaun Edwards, Dewan Edwards is running, those boys are running physical, hard, downhill, north and south, and they're making plays happen. They're keeping this offense on schedule. So I'm gonna go with Georgia right now. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I'm right there with you. Let's transition to this offensive line. I'm going to start with Georgia's offensive line, right? You're talking about Xavier Trush. You're talking about Tate Radley. You're talking about Cedric Van Pran. And you're also talking about a Marius Mims for this Georgia offensive line. But then you go to the other side, right? The other team. You're talking about Caden Proctor, the true freshman, right? You're talking about Seth McGoughlin, the senior. Then you're talking about J.C. Latham, uh, the potential top 10 pick. DP, if you had to take one offensive line or the other, which offensive line are you taking? I'm gonna go with Georgia's offensive line. They're very experienced. Those guys know how to play. You know, they they play a lot of ball for the most part, and uh, I think they they have studs. They have some of my favorite offensive linemen in this draft. They got multiple, right? Center Cedric Van Pran and Amarius Mims. I'm gonna go with Georgia here. I'm right there with you, DP. I'm a, I I love JC Latham, right? But I don't think we've even gotten to the level of talking about Amarius Mims enough. To what he could be, and then you add in Cedric Van Pran and Xavier Trust. But I, I think all of those are high level players. Um, I think JC Latham is the best player on Alabama's offensive line, and then I think there's a a, a step down, right? And we even seen Caden Proctor, the freshman, struggle a little bit, and they had to bring in Elijah Pritchard from time to time to play that offensive tackle position. DP, let's go to this wide receiver core, right? We're gonna look at George's wide receiver core. We talked about Lat McConkey, we have Dominic Lovell, we have Arian Smith, Ra Ra. Thomas and then Marcus Rosemary, Jack Saint. That's a hell of a name right there, DP. That's a hell of a name. Then you go to look at Alabama's wide receiver core, right? We talked about the emergence of Isaiah Bond. We talked about Jermaine Burton playing up to what he needs to play to. We talked about Malik Benson, right? And then we also talked about Kendrick Law and Kobe Prentice. What wide receiver group are you taking? I'm going to actually take Alabama's. I, I like the, the well-roundedness more of that compared to, especially with the matchup. More speed, more, you know, kind of shifty guys that can move around a lot more where they're, you know, I think Georgia has more of the bigger body, bigger frame guys that they're still good athletes, but they don't give you the change of direction and the run after catch uh, explosiveness that I think Bama's receivers does. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm, I'm going to go Alabama's wide receiver core. So just because I've seen them, you're talking about depth wise, I've seen more of those guys be involved and make plays. Listen, tight end, we're going to throw that out the window. That's Brock Bowers, that's Georgia, that's Georgia, that's Brock Bowers, right? There's no reason to compare. But let's go ahead and wrap this thing up with the defense. DP, you're taking Alabama's defense with Dallas Turner and Chris Braswell, or you're taking Georgia's defense, right? Who they, They're they better at the in the back end, right, potentially, um, with Malachi Starks and Javon Bullard, right, and Kamari Lassiter. So which defense are you taking? I'm taking Bama's defense here, Keith. You know, I think Georgia's defense may be – a little bit better than against the run, but the one thing that can hurt that Georgia's secondary is the pass, the lack of pass rush. And I know for a fact that Bama can pin their ears back and get after you, and they have uh you know very a very good secondary as well. So give me give me Bama in this situation. 
I'm right there with you. The, the pass rush, right? And then I think the underrated part is has been Terry Anano and Jaquincy McKinstry. Like we said, it's all going to fall on Malachi Moore and him, his ability um, to, to play that sliding and be able to cover it in the passing attack. But then also show against the run, right? Because you know George is going to watch the film and they're going to try to get him involved in some run fits. So, DP, that's the tail of the tape. But who are you picking? Are you still picking George? Are you picking Bama? What, what we have going on? I'm going Alabama, Keith. I'm going Alabama in a close one. I think Nick Saban wants to – he's what he's lost back-to-back games, uh, I, I, if I remember correctly. I know his last game against Kirby Smart, he didn't win. Uh, so I know that he's going to want to get that dub back, and I think Jalen Milrow will be the MVP of this game. DP, I am rooting for chaos. I am picking Alabama for the upset. I want a whole lot of chaos when the college football playoff committee have to see each other. I am rooting for chaos. I want them to leave out – Alabama, Georgia, and see how the rest of college football reacts to that. So I am all on the board for chaos. I don't think they'll do it. I want to put them in the most complex situations possible, DP. So I'm rooting for chaos. I think, and I also think Alabama is going to win this game. I think they've been playing better football, right? I think they have the momentum. It almost seems like they feel like they're a team of destiny at this moment, right? And they're they're hitting their stride at the right moment. And they also, you know, how we talk about playoff teams in the NFL, right? Is is when are you playing your best football? I think they're finally starting to play really good football, really confident. DP, let's go through this Texas-Oklahoma State matchup, right? Tell it to take. I mean, it's, it's probably going to lean a lot of different ways, right? So we talk about – I'm assuming we're going to pick Quinn Ewers, right, as far as, you know, the quarterback he, matchup. Is he, yeah. <laughs> but, this is like the Brock Powers thing. It's Quinn Ewers. Yeah, it's Quinn Ewers, right? But look at the running back. The running back situation, you talked about Brooks being injured. What, what, who, who do you think – because I think this can dictate the game also. Which running back situation are you going with? Oklahoma State. Like, you know, they, they have the dude, man. You know, I know, get yeah. me wrong. Texas has a stable of backs that can do a lot of different things. But Ollie Gordon is just a – he's a hammer, man. He's he's a he's a elite running back in college football. So I'm going okay stay here. Yeah, I'm and I'm going to take this too. Wide receiver core, I'm assuming we're going to go um, Texas on this, right? Xavier Worthy and Jatavian right. Sanders, A.D. Mitchell, right? We're going to go Texas on this. Offensive line, DP, I'm going to go Texas again. You're talking about Christian Jones, Same. the right tackle, right? But then they have, they have a young guy – on this this Texas team that is playing really good football that I think if he was draft eligible this year, Kelvin Banks, their left tackle, yeah, right? Yep. He would be another guy that we would talk about a lot. So I'm going to take Texas offensive line in that. So I think the last thing to kind of wrap up with, with this kind of tail of the tape, which is not really tailing or taping, right, is the defense. What, what defense are you rolling? Texas. <laughs> All Texas. right, so look, we're, we're going to take context clues, DP, for this situation. I'm going to ask you who do you think is going to win um, but I think I know which way you're going. I'm gonna go okay. I'm talking, I'm kidding. I'm going Texas. Um, <laughs> you, you about to it up on me. I was like, hold on, hold on. You, you. <laughs> I'm going Texas. They Texas yeah, gonna man, win I, this game. It'll be hard fought for for a while. I think they pull away late. Yeah, man. I, you know, you you want to pay respect right to Oklahoma State and Mike Gundy, his ability, right? He he's seen an upset a, a, a time or two. He's a man, life, right? he's, he's 40. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Come right, after right. him. <laughs> He's he's been a part of this uh, Oklahoma State program, so they played Texas, they played Oklahoma. So I know his team won't be afraid, but I just think that this this is one of the more talented rosters that, for whatever reason, nobody's talking about. Um, yeah. You know, as far as just being one of the more talented and b- balanced and well-rounded rosters. But DP, you know who's everybody's talking about? They're talking about the Locked On NFL Draft podcast, where we are bringing you championship level content every single podcast man we're talking about these championship games we have more championship games that we're going to cover we're going to cover all of them so that way you guys know right when it comes down to everything like hey who are the top prospects who are the guys who are the playmakers that's going to shift 
um, these these games potentially, man. You know what to tap into us, man. I am Keith Sanchez. You can find me on X at the Talent Code. That is Damian Parson, man. You can find him on X at DP underscore NFL, man. We talking championship games, man. You know what you do. Y'all talk to us because we like to talk back. Go subscribe and follow for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts. Get the latest episode as soon as it's available. Thank you for making Locked On Field Draft your first listen today and every day. Shout out for being our everydayers. On tomorrow's show, we have ACC and Big Ten championship previews and prospects to know. So come and join the conversation again tomorrow on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.